Today on Her Wild Outdoors, we are talking with Sydney Marsh. She is one third of the Hunting with the Marshes on Instagram. Uh, we are going to be talking about the roller coaster of hunting emotions and balancing life and hunting as a college student um, and what that's like. So here we go. All right. Thank you for listening in to Her Wild Outdoors today. We have Sydney Marsh with us of Hunting with the Marshes, um, hailing out of South Carolina. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today, Sydney. Thank you for having me, and I'm excited to be here. Good. I'm glad. Um, I want you to uh, introduce yourself to us just a little bit and tell us who you are and how um, you got started in the outdoors. Um, We know a little bit about your family on Instagram, but for those who don't, give us kind of that background of of how it all started. Well, as you said, my name is Sydney Marsh. I am currently a college student at the University of South Carolina Aiken, and I'm so excited to be graduating in May. But the outdoors has always been a part of my life because I've always played out for soccer, which is outside, and I played that all the way up to high school. So uh, we're actually from Yale City, Virginia, which is right outside of Washington, D.C. So we didn't really pick up honey until we came to South Carolina, which was about maybe 10 years ago. And so my Mm -hmm. dad initially started hunting with one of my mom's co-workers. And, you know, he would go hunting and come home. And I'm like, where you been? You know? And I'm like, (laughs) got on some pretty cool gear. You know, I want to go wherever you're going, even if it's just to sit and look. I can't. That's... It's kind of how it all gets started is that that initial interest. Hey, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly how it happened. Yeah, that's how it started with me. I was a little bit later, but my husband would go and I'd just be sitting at home with with the littles when they were teeny tiny. And I was like, hey. You're, you're getting to go out in some peace and quiet. What you doing out there? I, I want to do that. Exactly. <laughs> I'll bring a deer home if I can go sit in the, in the wilderness and <laughs> be quiet for a minute. Um, well, how did – so that was about 10 years ago. When did you get to um, – did you go through hunter safety and everything and, and get started that way? So we started hunting about three to four years ago. And my dad was like, are you sure? Like, are you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, definitely. So we did my, um, well, initially we started off fishing. So, you know, we went there to yes. get our, our temporary fishing license. And then, you know, I had always used handguns and whatever else. And so when he said, he started going hunting, I'm like, you know, I want to go to like, are you sure you want to do it? Because if, if we're going to do it, you know, we're going to do it right. So I got my uh-huh. safety, and at first, I would literally just go out and just sit with him. And yeah, those first few sits, you're like, okay, this am I sure this is what I wanted to do? Because as of right now, this is pretty boring. <laughs> but then, you know, after <laughs> after a while, you start to think, okay, this is how it starts. You know, we're still beginners. We still don't really know the whole, the ins and outs of hunting. But once we got going, it picked up. Right. It's um my kids started hunting with us this year and my daughter is kind of she kind of did like what you did in the beginning um and she's 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 11 she's about to turn 12 um 
but she sat this year and observed and um and kind of just watched and waited and she's the kind of person that takes all of the information in mm-hmm. before she acts upon it and i think that um I truly think that that's pivotal to starting hunting is watching, observing, learning, um, seeing what will work for you, what won't work for you, that kind of thing. And then uh, taking those next steps to um, to harvesting an animal. My son was a little bit closer in time of observing and he harvested his first year this year. Um, and he's he was nine. So... Um, but that sit, man, I'll still do that when I'm on a hunt that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. I'll, I would love to sit for the first day and observe and learn and take it all in. And, um, if I get a chance to harvest something, I would love to do that, but I would be completely happy, um, kind of taking it all in and learning. And a lot of hunting, like you said, it really is just sitting. Just sitting mm-hmm. and waiting and observing. And like you said, how your daughter does, it does. I I actually appreciate, you know, my dad taking me and just letting me watch him, whether it was just watching and waiting or whether it was watching and, you know, getting a kill. You're right. It, it helped mm-hmm. a lot because watching him, when I actually started, you know, actually being able to hold the weapon and actually start killing animals, it was, I knew what to do because I had already been there, you know, sitting and watching him do the whole process. It's true. It's very true. Um, I think that, you know, whether you have a, a kid coming in behind you learning or you have an adult alongside of you learning, I think that a lot of times mentors don't take that time to relax and let them observe. I think that a lot of times we, like when we go on these hunts, the first hunts, hey, we're going to take you on a hunt, let's go. And you set them up to actually harvest that day. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times that gets the excitement going and the adrenaline going. But I think that it's a false, (laughs) it's a misconception because like you said, most of the time it is sitting and waiting. Mm-hmm. It's not this um, automatic, okay, you get something every time you go. Right. Definitely not It's that. definitely <laughs> not that. <laughs> Far from that. You got to put in your dues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So I know that you said that your dad um, kind of got you started in it. Have you had any women in your life who have been mentors that you'd love to shout out um as far as my hunting mentors i would have to say mm-hmm. me and my mother kind of mentor each other because you know mm-hmm. we're both still new to hunting and my dad was kind of the main person who introduced us to hunting but now that we're both mom we're getting we're getting pretty seasoned so we're able to yes. you know, say you know mom let's try this or she's like you know sid try this so we kind of mentor and mentee each other Yes, that's awesome. I love that. Um, walking alongside is something that both of you will look back on and say, look what we did together. That's an awesome bonding thing. Okay, let's jump into uh, lessons that you've learned. Um, I know that I have 
Man, I've had a lot of them, um, good and bad, <laughs> good and bad, just because um, I feel like I've learned more um, through the hard lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say if I were to give an example, um, there was one morning and in a, this can't be helped. This isn't. I mean, this is just nature. But one of the mornings in the first year that I went out, um, I got up to the tree stand and girl, there were fire ants all over that ladder. Uh Mm -mm. I looked and it was these little red ants, (laughs) red and black ants up and down this ladder full of them. And I texted my husband. It was four in the morning. I texted him. He awake. I said, I don't think I can do this. And he said, girl, you got to get your big panties on and get up that ladder or come home and get back in bed. But you know what? That day, I mean, I brushed them off and I got up there and just prayed <laughs> that I didn't get bit. Yeah. Um, but getting up there, man, pushing through and learning, getting out of my comfort zone and learning that I can do this and I can get um, I can get up here and do I think that was the first – I think I got my first dough that day. <laughs> oh, and, that's perfect. Um, it was perfect because it kind of it it showed me that it was worth pushing past that comfort zone right. into something that didn't feel good. It wasn't comfortable. It wasn't something that I really wanted to do in mm-hmm. that moment. But once I got up there and the day happened, I looked back and said, "I'm so glad that I pushed into it." What are some of those lessons that you've had along the way? Well, you spoke of bugs. And when I tell you that I can relate, <laughs> I love being outside, uh-huh. but I am not a bug person at all. I can remember mm-hmm. one hunt, me and my dad were sitting in the stand, and I can just hear this buzzing. So I'm all about, if I hear it, I know it. I, I'm going to see it soon. So I'm hearing this buzzer, and I'm like, Dad, Dad, there's a bug in here. And he's like, sitting. this is not the time for you to start being scared <laughs> of these bugs. But finally, I see it. So I'm squirming. I'm squirming. He's like, you just step on it. So I finally step on it. And I'm like, whoo, okay, perfect. Now we can get back mm-hmm. to the task at hand. But my first uh-huh. my first big lesson that I'll say actually came on my first hunt where I actually was able to see some hogs and, you know, get one down. It was my first hunt. So, of course. You know, I was anxious. I was antsy. I totally, completely rushed my shot. And so this is my first hunt. You know, I don't really know what I'm... I've heard my dad say, okay, you know, look for this, look for that. But personally doing it, I I have no idea what I'm doing. So I rushed my shot. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. And the hog just runs off. And so my dad's like, did you see where it went? And I'm like, "Uh, I think it went that way. And he's like, I mm-hmm. for you to kind of have an idea of where it went. I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to go it that way. I had no idea really where I had shot the hog. So, you know, we get out there and we're starting to look. And at this point, the sun has pretty much set. So it's dark. Uh, and at yeah. this point, we're still kind of beginner. So we didn't have, you know, any headlights. We didn't have any of this at this point. We just had our hats that had the light under it, which wasn't really a big right. help. So, you know. We're using the truck lights. And I'm like, you know what, Dad? If I messed up, it's fine. Let's just go. And my dad's like, no, 
if you got this home, Mm-mm. we're taking it home. So he calls out Mr. Miller and he comes out and he's like, I smell it. My mother's like, we've been looking for 30, 45 minutes. We didn't hear anything. We didn't smell it. We didn't see any blood. And he's out here for five minutes. And he's like, I'm over it. And I'm like, well, if that's what works, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So from that experience, you know, I just learned not to rush, to take my time. When I see the animal, I don't have to instantly, you know, be ready to pull the trigger. Take my time. Let the animal get comfortable. And, you know, just wait till its head is down. Put the leg is forward. And most importantly, see which way the animal runs. That is probably <laughs> the most important part. If, you do not, if you're not able to get the animal down where it stands, see where it runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's and, a responsibility in that. Right. Yeah. And I kind of like now that I look back on it, I kind of see hunting as a whole as riding a roller coaster. Because, you know, yeah. when you're waiting in line for the roller coaster, it's kind of like when you're just sitting in the stand. You know, at first, you're anxious. You're like, okay, well, all I can do is wait. So you're just waiting, waiting, and waiting. And then when you're going up the, um, up the roller coaster is when you're like, okay, I see the animal. But now I still have to kind of let it, just let it play out and let it see what it's going to do. And then when you finally go down the roller coaster is when you finally pull the trigger and now you're recovering your animal. It's, it's really identical. Yeah, it's, I would, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I think that um, what you said back about rushing your shot and not knowing, I mean, you can watch somebody all day long hunt, but until you have that gun or bow or whatever you're hunting with in your hands and you're in that predicament, you don't know how you're going to respond. You don't know how, what your breathing's going to be like. You don't know, um, the anxiousness or if you're going to have the shakes, like you do not know that until you are in that position. And, and then I, you have to learn from it. Right. And for me, I'm more, I think, I think more about the safety part because I want to mm-hmm. make sure that while I'm, while I'm, you know, out here hunting that I'm being safe and that I'm not doing anything to endanger myself or even that else may be around. So I think I have a million and one things running through my head and I am an anxious hunter. When I see that animal, mm-hmm. I'm like, <gasps> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and I could say on my last hunt where I got my first deer is really where I was able to just relax and just take my time. Because I said, today I'm getting this deer and I'm not going to yeah. let anything mess it up. Good for you. That's called confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and truly, truly, that the confidence is a hunter – you can still get that, uh, the butterflies in the stomach. You can still get the shakes. You can still get all of that. But um, confidence as a hunter only comes with time. Right. And, um, and it's it doesn't take away all of those other feelings, but there's a determination that you have as a hunter that truly it comes with time. And Absolutely. it's just you have to have patience for it. And I think you know, it is I've, true. It's fine. No, go ahead. I thank my dad because when it comes to anything that we do, you know, he'll show me one time, maybe two times if I need help, you know, ask. But he's more like, all right, go ahead, do it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you want me to, you know, do it all? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. So I think you know, yeah. him just kind of sitting back 
and letting me, you know, get my hands on things is what helps me to be able to, you know, be able to take my time and have the confidence when I know it's game time. So I, that a lot of yeah. that goes thanks to my dad for just being the first three hundred. He was very, you know, hands on, explaining everything. But after he knew, like, okay, she probably has it now. He was very hands off and said, "If you need me, ask me." But if you, yeah. I think that's, I mean, if we can go into, you know, this this podcast has been a lot about lifting women up in the outdoors, mm-hmm. but it's also talking about the men in our lives because without them, we, there are a lot of us who would not have this opportunity. Right. And, um, and I think your dad is probably a lot like my husband when he was helping me get started. He gave me all the tools. Mm-hmm. He he pointed me in the right direction. But then he let me learn my lessons and he let me go out there and uh and get my hands dirty and show me that I have to figure it out because I'm not like him. I can't hunt like him. I I can't harvest like him. I can't process like him. And so he kind of helped me I don't know, brainstorm and uh, and try out a few things to try to figure out how to be an independent hunter. Right. But when the moment came for me to do all of that, he took a step back and said, okay, it's all you. Um, now, I've only solo hunted um, up until taking my kids. So it was a little bit of a, okay, here's <laughs> baptism by <laughs> fire in the, in the woods. Um but up to that point, leading up to that point, it was a lot of, okay, here's this. Here's what you need to do. Here's the website. Here's your license. Like, here are all of the things that you need to get. Um, here are all of the things that you need to practice. This is all, you know, now you're prepared. So go do it. And yeah. I think that that means a lot to us as women to have, if you are learning from a man, to have that ability to not be micromanaged there in the end, but to kind of take a step back and tell us, okay, breathe and now do it on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, It means a lot. It really does. I appreciate that. I do too. And I know, I know when I finally get, get the animal down, I know my dad's like, yes. Like she, she yeah. knows she knows what she's doing. Like she, she can do this because lately, I think I want to say, if not my last hunt, but my last two hunts where I actually got an animal down, he was in a different area than where I was. So I pretty much was, you know, by myself. And so I know yeah. once I get the animal down, you know, I go through my steps, breathing, pulling my trigger on my out breath. You know, um, watching the animal, seeing where the animal goes, getting the animal down. Um, I make sure I know everything about what I just did because when I tell my dad, you know, all right, you can come get, you can come get us, me and my animal, you can come get us. He's gonna yeah. say, "Are you yeah. sure it's down?" And I'm saying, you know, yes, I know it's down. You're good. Um, you can come on ahead and walk up on it. And I think the proudest moment for I think me and him would be when we go to the processor and all the men are like. Oh, oh man, did you get this? And he's like, no, she did. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. And I can remember when I got mm-hmm. my first hog, I am a girly girl who just likes to get dirty. So I had my, mm-hmm. pink, my pink glittery nails and the guy at the processor was like, you, 
you got this with those <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, like, how else was I going to get it? And my dad's like, uh-huh. yep. Yep. <laughs> We come in all forms and packages and um, and hunters don't have I think I think that is the great thing. Hunters do not have a mold that you have to fit. Um, and I love that part of it. You've you've got men and women all over the world who hunt differently, who hunt different styles, different game, different everything's different. But even when you look at individual people. They are completely different. And I love that. Right. And honestly, it joins us all together. I'd like to say that we kind of inspire the men because, you know, men will be men. And if they see all these women out here getting these big deer and these big hogs, like I got to set my game up because when I I got my deer, we were pulling the deer off the off the hitch. And another male was like, you know, I don't even want to pull mine out the truck anymore. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> this feels good. <laughs> uh huh. It does feel good. I, I think that was, man. I think the first time we we process our deer now, but the first three years, four years, we didn't. And so pulling up to the processor, I don't know that. I kind of miss that a little bit because mm-hmm. we don't have we don't have the check in stations anymore that they used to have, and used to go and you know, talk and encourage each other and say, yeah, this is a good day. Way to go. <laughs> um, so going to the process, there was kind of like that. And I remember going the first time and like you said, I had a similar experience where they said, oh, you got a deer to the, it was a good buck or whatever to my husband. And he goes, that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's hers. And the look on their faces was priceless. It was it, perfect. It really um, is. That's it's my fun to surprise part. people a little bit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite yep. part of hunting because like you said, you just get to, you know, pull your pull your animal off the truck or wherever you have it and dragging it into the process of the sea, you know, all the other deer is laying out. You're like, okay. You're kinda like at first you're like, I mean, you know, it's kinda small, but you know, I'll take it. And then when you get it in there, you're like, Okay, maybe it's not that small. And just yeah, like I did good. Said, the conversation, just getting to know people and then, you know, the encouragement of mm-hmm. me being a young African-American female at that who's able to go out here yes. and make these kills. It's really, it's really, it, it can be overwhelming, but it's really, it's really exciting. I just love the feeling of, you know, being able to go and just learning so much from all the hunters around me. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, um, I don't know. It's like you said, we are in the minority of the hunting community being women, but then take being African-American and put that in there. And girl, you, you're a, I mean, truly blip on the map of our community. (laughs) And it's pretty awesome to see that. And that was not one of the major reasons that I wanted you on the podcast, but it's a cool factor to have because there are other young ladies out there that see our hunting community and go, well, I don't fit that Mm -hmm. persona. I don't fit that. But then they see you. And not only are you all of the things that they don't normally see on social media or out there in that community, but they also see your heart and your family's heart. And, um, 
it's pretty cool. I think that it's a huge encouragement to that next generation coming through. Absolutely. And even um, a lot of my friends, they're like, Sid, I want to go hunting. I want to go. And I'm like, okay, are you prepared? <laughs> like, you know, I said, uh-huh. we don't just go out here every time we go and get to put an animal down. Like, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And are you, I tell them, you know, a lot of the process is sitting and waiting. Are, are you prepared for that? Sitting, waiting, and being quiet. Are we prepared for that? And then they're mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know if I could try deer. So they're like, I want to try it, but I'm kind of scared. So they'll be wanting to hunt. And I said, okay, well, how about you just try? We can just try some deer first. So I remember uh, we were watching a video for our, one of our classes. And I said, well, you know, y'all can come over and you know, I'll cook tacos. So I pulled me out some ground deer and I'm like, they want to try it? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Let it fall out yep. and make some tacos. And I said, okay, I are y'all allergic to anything? And they're like, no. I said, okay, well, there it is. So I took it up and I wait until <laughs> everyone had a bite. And they're like, mm, this is good. I said, that's some good deer, isn't it? And they're like, deer? I said, yeah. Uh-huh, their eyes bug out. Right. You can't even <laughs> tell the difference. But it's just mm-hmm. good knowing mm-hmm. that you are able to go out and get this meat yourself and you know, bring it home and be able to say, yep, I harvested this. This is me. Yep. It's a great way of introducing people. We have done that a whole lot in our in our house. Our our door's kind of a revolving door. We have people coming through all the time. We're in the middle of the state. And I'm from West Tennessee and he's from East Tennessee. So we have a lot of people driving through and we're kind of like a, a bed and breakfast. And so <laughs> it's I mean, we have we have goose and we've got venison. We have fish. Like we if you are coming to our house you just might as well expect to try something you've never tried before. Exactly. And it is a great way of introducing people who don't hunt or are interested in hunting. It's a great way to introduce them into it. And like you said, starting with fishing, um, that's a great way of of introducing people to our community as well. You mm-hmm. start fishing, small game, Um we take our kids squirrel hunting just to get them used to being quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and with fishing, you can be a little bit more relaxed, but it kind of – it still is beginning that conversation of, okay, we're sitting, we're relaxing, we're patiently waiting. Um, there is a, a lesson to be learned in all of those things. Um and I think it's it, it does. It can start with that meal. It's mm-hmm. a great example of it. And fishing. Yeah. Did they all like it? Oh, they loved it. And they were like, oh, I got to tell yeah. mom and dad I had deer. You sure <laughs> did. And you didn't even know if I wouldn't have said anything. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and like yep. you were saying, oh, yeah. I did start off fishing too. And again, I was an outdoors person and I love animals. But when it just came to like touching the fish, and touching the yeah. worm, I was like, Dad, I uh-huh. don't know about this. I really <laughs> don't know. My, I used to go for the naps. You can get some great naps out there on the water. Mm-hmm. It is so relaxing. And then I said, okay, well, you know, I took my nap. Now I guess I have to do some fishing. So <laughs> I would say, Dad, uh, you think maybe you could put my worm on the hook for me? And, you know, the first mm-hmm, few times, mm-hmm. she's like, all right, Sid, okay, fine, whatever, I'll do it. And then he's like, um, 
I'm spending more of my time nah. putting worms on your hook than uh-huh. my own. So he's like, if you want to fish, you do it yourself. And I'm like, oh, I got to yep. touch this bug. I was like, oh no. <laughs> so then I was like, Ugh. see, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the night crawler queen. I'm the, I'm the one that, that I will put that worm on there anytime. <laughs> but, um, but it is, it will take up that I don't mind doing it, but it takes up my time fishing, doing, putting everybody's on. Um, right. I feel your dad on that one. I'm like, do it yourself. I want to fish. But now I'm like you. I'm the night crawler queen now. Yeah. And my mom's like, Sid, do mine, do mine. And I'm like, huh. And now I'm like, okay, dad, I see where you're coming from. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because you just want to fish. Right. But, you know, for my mom, I'll yeah. do it for her. Aw. <laughs> no, I, I really, I grew up fishing in um, in the hills of Alabama. And, um, and that was catfish. Uh, and those, uh, we actually didn't use worms. We used hot dogs on those fish and they <laughs> loved them. They loved them. The snapping turtles did too. You had to be very careful, but man, those catfish, they loved a good hot dog. Um, <laughs> we'd, we would fill up our bucket pretty quick, um, and then go eat. But it was, I was glad to have started there as a young kid. And, um, I don't know, it did. It introduced you to the outdoors to sit and still into, into learning. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. Like we said, there's a, there's a lesson in everything that we do. And I think that it just, it calls for intentionality. Um, and, uh, and I think that that's what, when you're teaching somebody else, that's just something that you have to put in there. It's, you have to be intentional with everything, every choice that you make and, Every moment that you're in, as long as you're intentional, as long as you're ethical and following those rules and um, and being safe, I think that you're going to have a great experience no matter if you harvest something or not. Right. And I think a lot yeah. of people who don't hunt think that hunters just go out and, you know, we just pick a deer and say, shoot it. And no, that's yeah. not how it works. Like the hunters uh-uh. that we're a part of, they do... Um, quality management so yeah every deer that you you know that you go out and hunt it has to be a minimum of a 15 mix spread and four points on one side and at least three on the other and you can hunt hogs all year round but you know like there's um restrictions on what you can kill because you don't want to just be out here killing you know all the baby bucks and baby doe you see and then Mm -hmm. they don't get to grow up and you know you don't get to get that big that big buck you've been waiting to get so we tell you know we have our thoughts we have our um our feelings about these animals too we don't just you know go out and just kill anything no uh uh-uh and it's a blessing each harvest is a blessing um i know that we we take our our time we i mean my my son got his deer and my husband said all right let's you know we we pray a prayer of thanks and um and he said okay let's pray and he goes well I already prayed for mine so if we need to pray for yours I'm happy to join you <laughs> oh that's really but sweet. it's a it's a blessing it's we don't take what we can't use and we don't um we don't over 
extend. We don't fill our freezers past the point that it's going to go to waste. Right. Um, we donate. You see a lot of, I think this year, the Tennessee hunters, um, man, our donations every single year keep going up and up and up for donating venison to soup kitchens and uh, hunters for the hungry and all of that. It's the community does so much um, for those outside of our community. Right. So I, I think that, yeah, people need to be reminded that we don't just, we're not just cold blooded killers. Mm-hmm. It, there is intentionality to everything that we do. And, and there are people out there that give us bad names, but for the most part, if you look through most of the people that hunt, you are seeing an ethical rule follower that, um, is just trying to feed his family. Right. Um, and enjoy it and enjoy it because let's, we do, we enjoy it. Um, we enjoy being out there. Well, tell me what is your favorite hog hunting or, um, or deer? Um, no, that's a good question. Honestly, (laughs) I don't think that I have a favorite animal because I don't know. Each Mm -hmm. experience is different. It's true. I mean, but deer are bigger. So yes, I would have to say that it probably is deer. And because personally, I think that deer are more in tune of what's going on around them. Like the hogs, uh-huh. they kind of just come to eat. The yeah. deer, you really kind of yeah. have to really be extra quiet because if you if a pin drops on carpet, that deer is like, what was that? So oh. I think I would say deer yeah. only because you have to be very skillful in what you do and don't do and how you move when you see the deer um, come up. But I know my first time hog hunting, you know, I'm thinking big fat hogs, you know, they're just going to stroll in, they're just going to walk in. My first time when they were pulling butt to the feeder, I said, yeah, those are hogs. <laughs> they came in full force. I said, oh. Okay, let me rethink my plan here uh-huh. because this just totally changed my whole plan. But I would have to say deer is my favorite. Yeah, I'm probably with you. I've I've added on waterfowl this year, and um, there's a I love deer hunting more than anything out there um, because most of the time it's me. And the deer. Right. They're, the difference between that and waterfowl hunting is truly the social aspect of it. And it has been so much fun to meet other people and to sit in a blind and hang out. And um, you can have conversation most of the time. And you can – there's a camaraderie to it that is different than, um, than tree stand hunting or deer hunting or – or I, it's just, it's 100% different. So I can't, it's hard to compare. I can't compare it at all, but it's a lot of fun to, to hang out and shoot some birds. Um, <laughs> it really is, especially when it's a conservation hunt and you're just trying to drop birds. Right. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we can utilize the meat. I don't, like I said, I, I don't like hunting for things that we're not going to utilize. Um, but it is fun. If you ever get the chance 
to go duck hunting or goose hunting, I would highly suggest it just to get out of what you're used to and try something new. Right. Um, it was fun. It was a whole lot of fun. <laughs> um, and I know, like you were saying about um, like the ethical hunting with, you know, hunting yeah. deer, you really have to be ethical because with hogs, most hogs are going to be a decent size. So you can just go ahead and drop it. I've been sitting in the scene right. and seeing the deer and I'm like, I'm not shooting it. Like, it's no way. It can barely walk mm-hmm. at this point. I'm not, yeah. With deer, it really takes, you know, is this deer really worth the kill or should I, you know, let let mm-hmm. it live for a few more years, let it get bigger and then, you know, come back yeah. and see if it's worth it. Right, right. Um, yeah, I would agree. There's that. We passed on a couple deer this year that it was, it was a little tempting, but at the same time, you're going, no, no, that's, I might not see him again next year, but I, I think that he needs a little more life. Right. Um, and that, that's a choice that you can make up there. Now, if it's, uh, we, we are probably a little bit more relaxed on that just because we hunt public land. And, um, and if my kiddo, if it's his first year, we're going to go ahead like whatever right, you right. see, you can right. take on that first time. Um, but it's, it's, uh, we had, I had a buck this year that I played. I mean, I danced with him all year and I still didn't <laughs> get him. And I'm hoping that I'll see him again next year. He came within 10 yards of me. Um, um and I was on the ground with a bow ready for him to take the next, I just needed him to take two more steps and I, I would have gotten him, but if I'd moved, it would have spooked him. Right. So I couldn't move at all. And I could have, I could have just tossed a rock at him and hit him. (laughs) And uh, man, it, it bugs me still. I'm hoping to go out this weekend and find his sheds. Um, But it's, it's kind of like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm just going to wait. I'm going right. to wait and hope that the mess loaders didn't get him and that I can get him <laughs> next year. And <laughs> it, that public land thing, you just never know. But it's, um, but yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shoot something to wound it. Right. I'm not going to shoot something just because I want to shoot something. Um, I think those are some of the things that people, people can think, well, they don't think when they shoot, and they might just wound it. No, that's not our goal. Right. Our, our goal, goal is, is never. Yes. We don't want them to suffer. Um, and it would pain me to see something suffer like that. So, um, so no, that is not the goal. Hey, tell me how it's been balancing college and hunting. So you would think that it would be pretty hard, but you know, for the most part, when I when I'm in school, I usually hunt on my break. So if this is a yeah. break, you know, I have plenty of time to. My work is probably already done before I even get home to go hunt. But when I yeah. go home for breaks, I'm like, Dad, uh, I'll be going out in the morning. And he's like, <laughs> I'm ready. Do you, yeah, <laughs> do you want to? And I'm like, uh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we would even do. Um, you know, a morning hunt and an afternoon hunt if our morning hunt wasn't as successful. So it's really not too hard to balance only because I manage my time pretty well. And when I do go home yeah. for breaks, I'm pretty sure that I want to spend most of my time hunting and not 
with my head in the book. So I'm going to make sure that when right. I get home, all the schoolwork is done. Yeah. That I think I was talking to your dad before I talked to you. And I was like, I'd really love to have a conversation with Sydney. And he was like, okay, well, you'll have to talk to her. And I said, is she really busy? He said, she should be studying. <laughs> I'm pretty good with managing my time. I'm pretty good with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are your goals um, this next year? Do you have any goals outside of hogs and deer? Um, have you ever thought of jumping out into something else or – um, like what, what's on your horizons? If an opportunity comes up where I am able to hunt anything differently, I would be all for it. But, you know, the opportunity yeah. has not come yet. So my biggest goal for this year would be to get better with my bow. I will tell you, honestly, I am not a bow hunter. But yeah. then it comes down to the fact that I haven't really practiced with my bow. Because mm-hmm. bow hunting, in my opinion, really takes skill. And I'll admit that my skill with my bow is not up to par yet. So I personally wouldn't feel comfortable, you know, going out tomorrow and bow hunting. But this year is going to be the year of the bow. I am going Good. to get something with that bow. <laughs> Good. It takes it. You have to get closer. It's for sure. It's, um, man, it's not... It's definitely not easy. And like you said, until you know that you can ethically take something down with a bow, you don't. And right. I think that's a great, a great mindset. And I'm I'm glad that you're gonna push yourself this year. It's there's some excitement to bow hunting that um that meant your sense of pride of I just did that. Um and I'm not talking about like telling off people and saying I am bragging. I'm talking about your inside pride, your joy in yourself. Right. For bow hunting, it it takes it a step further. It's pretty cool. Um just to be able to walk through the process of being closer, of being more still, of being more stealth like and um and having them come in closer. It's pretty it's a pretty great experience. Um the only thing I would say that's different is uh, you definitely have to track them afterwards. It's a little bit different than than a gun on the end on the back side of it. Um, so I guess I, it depends more on how where you shoot. Yeah, for and sure. I'll say my dad, I'll give him his credit. I'll say as of right now, he's pretty he's pretty much been the bow master of twenty nineteen. I think he got I love um, it. Two down, either two or three down with the bow. And so I definitely could take a class or two because even when we're at the uh-huh. range, I'm like, Dad, okay, I got to take a break. My arm is getting pretty tired. Uh-huh. And then just a matter yeah. of, you know, keeping your pullback arm straight, you know, making sure your arm is bent a little, lining up your pins. It's tiring. And I need to hit the it gym before I, before I hit the bow. It, it that is true, and I'll tell you, it is. It's repetition, 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 repetition. Um, I have taught NASP in an elementary school for a while, and introducing fourth graders to a bow <laughs> and an arrow is um, 
is quite the challenge. But I will tell you from the beginning of the year with a fourth grader touching a bow to the end of the year being in tournaments, um, the amount of times that they shoot, all of a sudden it becomes second nature. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things that we're thinking, all of those, you know, keeping your arms lined up, keeping your shoulders locked in, keeping all of that that's going through your head, like that's not what you def that's not what you want to be thinking about when you're in the field hunting an animal. What you're wanting to do is focusing on that animal, focusing mm -hmm. on where your target is. So everything else, that practice, all that it does is create muscle memory so that you don't have to think about that. Right. And it's a great experience um, just being able to take everything in in that moment um, instead of having to worry about all that other stuff. So, yeah, keep going. Keep practicing. It's I can't wait. I cannot wait to get a message. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> It'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. Um, we will definitely be celebrating for you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Just because it's it's pretty cool. Um, well, you've got, you said you're one third of the hunting with the marshes. How yes. has that been being, being a part of that on social media um, since you guys have started that? So, um, honestly, my dad, one of my dad's friends said, you know, y'all need to just go ahead and make a page only because once again, mm -hmm. you know, we're African-Americans. How often do you see an African-American family out here hunting together? Yeah. And I'll honestly say like from when things finally started getting rolling, it's been nothing but love. And my dad, you know, has made so many friends for us. And even I know I'll say, you know, I saw one of your buddies comment on our post and he's like, yeah, that's my boy. Like there's been nothing but <laughs> um, just love and encouragement and just I can see how it's a share of knowledge from, you know, because we're still, we're still pretty much new in the hunting area. So I think it's good to see how um, people are so friendly and willing to say, you know, maybe I should try this if you haven't already or, you know, how'd this go? And to see how whenever my dad posts, you know, my mom's pictures, they're like, oh my God, that's great. You know, congratulations mm -hmm. to them. We're ready for them to get another one. I, it's like another family. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, there are the crazies out there that you just kind of ignore and let go. But it's, um, man, it connects you to people that you don't necessarily have within arm's reach. And um, I don't, it's, it's crazy to run into people places and hug their necks and feel like they're family when you've never <laughs> met them before. <laughs> It's a great experience, but I, it, it is, like you said, it's a great way of connecting, um, and creating relationships that, um, are encouraging and are supportive. And I mean, I, I get so excited for people when you have seen them put in the work and put in the effort and time and patience and you've seen the failure and you've seen the frustration and then for it all to come together I there is there is no better feeling than to see people do that um it's a, it's a great feeling for myself when it happens but man to see somebody else who has been working hard for it all to come to fruition it just is a great feeling 
Right. And again, you're just able to learn from each other and everyone else's experience. You know, if you had a bad experience, you get to, you know, post it out for everyone to see, you know, I tried this today. It didn't really work. But next time you yeah. know, I'll try this, I'll let y'all know, you know, how, how it worked out. And I'll say, usually most of my social media was from Hunt the Marshes, but there was, when I got my first um, book, I posted it in a South Carolina Deer Hunters page. And when I tell you, I got mm-hmm. so much love. The picture got about 3,000 likes and maybe two or 300 comments. I said, well, I was not expecting this. Like, just to see right? that. And I was kind of hesitant because I didn't I didn't want to post it in there you know, and get those negative comments. But I couldn't yeah. think of one comment that wasn't encouraging or, you know, I, I didn't get any negative comments. So it really was good to see that people are actually out here, you know, who are encouraging you to keep going and keep hunting. Yeah, yeah. I think that you see that for the most part across our hunting community. Um, but it is, uh, it's, it's another thing to experience for it firsthand and, um, man, it feels good. I know what you're talking about. There's, um, there's that sense of, mm, do I really want to, can I take the negativity if it comes? Because you right. always have to be prepared for it. Um, but when it when the good stuff comes, it makes you very appreciative um, of all of that support for sure. Well, I have I have definitely enjoyed um, chit chatting with you today. I want to, you know, the next time we put a bird hunt together, I'm gonna be sending you a message. Oh, um, that'll be fun. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It would, we, we're always trying to put some women together for these kind of things. And, um, it'd be fun to have you join us. Um, well, I would definitely love to. Yes. Okay. So tell people, I know they, for the most part, we can find you on, um, on the hunting with the marshes on Instagram. Keep us all posted on your season coming up and definitely on archery. I don't think we see enough on Instagram, like you said, of, hey, I tried this and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to try something else. <laughs> and I think it's admirable. So keep doing what you're doing. Um, give the love to your family. We, I have truly enjoyed following you guys. And um, and I, I'm just, I'm thankful that you came on today and chatted with me. And I thank you for having me on here. It was really was good conversation. Thanks again for having me on. You're welcome, Sydney. Okay, make sure you go follow the Marsh family on Instagram. It is Hunting with the Marshes, and they are a great family to follow. Thank you, Sydney, again.